Good morning, Harbor City Church. I'm Pastor Stephen, um, and I'm glad to be with you here this morning. Um, on this Family Sunday, we have our kids with us, and we've oriented the service around them. And, and when tragedy, when suffering and anger uh, like affects our experience and when things happen like these riots and the reactions, like it's important for us. Like this is part of what it looks like for us to live out our faith before our kids. And so um, I'm glad they're with us. I'm glad that, that we can include them and show them, at least to the best of our ability, how God fits in to even our reactions. Um, man, the protests and the rioting yesterday in La Mesa, I mean, these continue to be difficult times for our city and for our nation. Um, and so when these things happen, you just want to be honest about your feelings and you want to bring those feelings to God. You want to say, God, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on inside of me. Um, how do you want to, like, God, what do you think about this? Like, how do you feel about this? And what would you like from me? Um, these are healthy ways to respond. And um, for me personally, like, I'm feeling a mixture of grief, of compassion, and conviction. Like, I feel grief um, for the tragedy of what happened to George Floyd and grief over the pain that people are feeling. Um, I feel compassion for the people who are hurting and who are angry right now. And then I feel conviction because all of the sin that I've seen expressed from the beginning of this up until the present and last night, like, all that sin is in me. And so I'm using this as a time to ask, like, God, what inside of me needs to change and to grow and to be redeemed? And so it's at times like this when even our worship comes with questions uh, and we ask the question, why? Why? And our series, is it's called Why. It's God and suffering. God, how do you fit together with our suffering? How can we meet God in our suffering? That's the series that we're in. And so now... Because it's Family Sunday, um, what we want to do something a little bit different because our kids are with us, um, and every week our kids have a video from our Harbor City Kids Ministry. It comes from the Gospel Project. That's the kids' ministry curriculum that we use. And, um, and what we wanted to do was we want to show you the kids' video. We're going to play the kids' video so that our kids can see it, so that you as parents, as adults, you can see what our kids are learning um, the amazing thing about the Bible is that even when you present it to children in a way that they can understand, it does still speak to our hearts. Um, and today we're going to look at John chapter 4. This is the story of the woman at the well. And this is a story of a woman who was suffering. She had been ostracized by and shamed by her community because she wasn't good enough. Um, and the decisions that she had made also made her suffering worse. And so the message today, the title of our message is When Suffering Comes from Others and from Ourselves. So we're going to look at that. And I love how John 4 starts. I love how this chapter starts because in verses 3 and 4, it says this. It says, Jesus left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And then verse 4, and he had to pass through Samaria. He had to pass through Samaria. Uh, this is such a powerful verse. 
because it says, and in the Greek it says, it was necessary that Jesus pass through Samaria, um, that he, he had to do this. Why? Well, because Jesus had to meet this woman. Jesus knew this woman needed someone to meet her in her suffering. Jesus knew that this woman needed God to meet her in her suffering. And so Jesus had a heart for this woman, and he had a heart for the city that was reacting toward her in a way that made her suffering worse. He cared so much for her and for the city that she lived in that he had to pass through Samaria, and he had to meet her. And so I want to show you now, again, the video that uh, it's our kids' video. It's about three minutes and it tells the story of Jesus and this woman where they meet at the well. And after the video is done, I'm just going to spend a few minutes applying this message, uh, the message of the chapter, a little bit fuller to the rest of us adults. So watch this. Jesus had been teaching in Judea. He and his disciples began traveling back to Galilee. They traveled through Samaria and stopped in a town with a well. Jesus' disciples went into town to buy food. While Jesus was at the well, a Samaritan woman came to get water from the well. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. The woman was surprised. Why are you talking to me? She asked. You are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Jesus said, I asked you for a drink. You don't know who I am. If you did, you would have asked me for a drink, and I would give you living water. The woman was confused. She said, Sir, this well is deep and you don't have a bucket. Where do you get this living water? Jesus said, Anyone who drinks this well water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water I give will never be thirsty again. In fact, the water I give will become a well inside you and you will have eternal life. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, but the woman did not understand. Sir, she said, give me this water. If I'm not thirsty, I won't have to keep coming to this well to get water. Go get your husband, Jesus said. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus knew she was telling the truth. He said, you don't have a husband now, but you've had five husbands. Jesus was right. I see you are a prophet, the woman said. Maybe this prophet could explain something to her, she said. The Samaritans worship here on a mountain, but the Jews say we need to worship at the temple in Jerusalem. Jesus said, Soon you will not need to be in either of those places to worship God in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus said, I am the Messiah. The woman left and told the people in her town, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? Many Samaritans believed in Jesus because of what the woman said. Jesus stayed in their town for two days. Many more believed because of what Jesus said. They told the woman, We no longer believe because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know 
that this really is the Savior of the world. Jesus offers something better than physical water. He gives us himself. Jesus gives the Holy Spirit to everyone who comes to him by faith. We can worship him as Lord and Savior wherever we are. I love this encounter. I love, and, and there's something, we, we could spend so much time talking about lots of things in this chapter, but there's really one thing I want to focus on. It's in verse 28. Um, when the woman ran back to her town, what did she say? It says, it says in verse 28 and 29, it says, So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Like so, and, and this, this landed powerfully for the people that, that listened to her because verse 30, uh, then look at verse 39. It says, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. And what was her testimony? He told me all that I ever did. I'm struck by that. I'm really struck by that. Her testimony, like you think about your testimony, your testimony is your experience of Jesus, your experience of how you came to know Jesus, why you decided to follow Jesus, that's your testimony. And her testimony is, he told me all that I ever did. Like, how is this a testimony? I mean, come meet a man who brought out into the open all of the bad things I've ever done. Like, how's that good news? How is that good news? And yet that's what she's saying. Come see a man who told me all the bad stuff I've ever done wrong. It seems like for us, when we do things that reflect brokenness, when we sin, when we expose, when the evil in us comes out of us, like we want to hide those things. We don't want to bring them out. We don't want to own up to them. We hope they sort of just will go away. And we hope that that feeling of guilt and conviction will just sort of wear off. But not this woman. This woman says, come, <laughs> come meet this man who told me all that I ever did. Now, I've thought about this quite a bit. I've thought about what this means, that this was her testimony and in my imagination, like as I've, I've sort of like a sanctified imagination that um, like understands the Bible, understands who God is, has personal experience with Jesus. Um, and I've tried to imagine what these conversations would have been like, you know, where she goes and says, like, come meet this man who told me all that I ever did. I imagine, some of you might've heard me say this before. Um, I imagine that the townspeople that she is going and talking with, I imagine the townspeople are like, We've been telling you all that you ever did forever. One of the details that we haven't looked at in this story is that when she, Jesus meets this woman um, at the well, it's noon. It's noon. Um, and noon wasn't the time that you would go get water. All the people, like all the women of the town would go to get water in the morning. It was like the morning 
ritual. It was part of the morning ritual because you'd go in the morning to get water for your family for the day, right? So you show up, you get the water that you need, you go back. And so you do it first thing in the morning, number one, because that way when everybody wakes up and the, and the day begins, they have water. But then secondly, it's also cooler in the morning. But to go at noon, like that was exactly the time that no one was at the well. And so this woman, you know, scholars have said this woman goes to the well at noon probably because she's trying to avoid the community. Um, she's avoiding other people because this is how they make her feel. You know, Jesus brings up the sin that she's committed, and it seems like there's a real slavery here for this woman. She's, got she's had five husbands, and the woman that the, the man she's with now isn't her husband. Jesus brings these things out. And so when she says, come see a man who told me all that I ever did, the town's like, girl, we've been telling you all this stuff forever. And I imagine her responding. I imagine her saying, yeah, but you told me to make me feel shame. This is a man who told me to make me feel loved. You've been bringing up all of my sin to make me feel awful, to make me feel like I'm not good enough. He brought these things up because he wants me to know that he knows and he still loves me. So you've been bringing these things up for me to confine me in my guilt and shame. But he brought these things up so that I could know that with God, I've been set free. It's no wonder, it's no wonder that this landed for the villagers. It's no wonder that they responded to this woman with her new strength and her new freedom. And they said, we got to go meet this guy too. Does this land for you? Can you imagine this? Jesus brings up our sin not to confine us into guilt, but to set us free. But to set us free. Verse 40 and 41 go on. It says, So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. Verse 42, they said to the woman, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this indeed is the savior of the world. This is how it happens. Friends, this is how it works. Jesus changes us. And then we enter back into the world that we came from as different people. We enter back in as those set free by forgiveness. We enter back in as those who have been loved with a sacrificial love. And love is beautiful and glorious, but it's costly. And this kind of love cost Jesus his life. Jesus knew that every time he forgives anyone, it adds to the weight of the sin that he will bear on the cross. And when we've been loved like that, it changes us. When we've been loved like that, everything is different. 
because this is the savior of the world. This is the Messiah. This is God himself. Like, do you realize that, that, that in this entire scenario, you've got an entire like village of people. There's all these people and they all react the same way to this woman. And then Jesus shows up and he's different. He's different for you too. Whatever you're carrying, whatever guilt you have, Jesus meets you in it. He has to. Jesus had to pass through Samaria. He had to meet this woman. He wants to meet you. He, he's giving you an opportunity to receive him today. He's giving you an opportunity to let him put his finger on the things that are broken in your life. And he's doing this not to make you feel guilty, but to make you feel loved. He's doing this because he wants to set you free. And we're set free not by us trying to move on, not by us trying to bury the things that we've done, but to bring them out in the open. To bring them out before him. To say, Jesus, this is who I am. This is who I have been. This is what I've done. Jesus says, this is not all that you are. There's so much more to you. Jesus says to this woman, I have a plan for you to transform your entire city. I have plans for you to make you strong in forgiveness. To give you confidence that the only person who really matters is on your side. And so... Not all suffering is our fault. We're going to look specifically at that next week. But when our suffering includes things that we have done that are our fault, Jesus comes to meet us, to set us free. When the suffering that we feel comes from people outside of us, shaming us, making us feel guilty, Jesus comes and says, I love you. I'm with you. I'm on your side. I just think about this woman entering back in. I imagine, you know, that when she set out from her home in the noonday sun by herself, probably hoping that she wasn't going to see anybody going there and coming back, like that she leaves in this feeling of drudgery. But then she comes back and she's alive in a way that she never was before. She's been born again because of the love of Jesus. And all of a sudden she starts sharing and they're like, what are you doing? Because it wasn't about her anymore. It was about Jesus now. Everything was about Jesus now. This encounter with Jesus meant so much to her that she couldn't stop but share with others. She was transformed in that moment. Again, I'm just imagining what would be consistent with what we have in the text, what she might have said, but she's like, look, 
I might be the worst sinner among us, but we all need forgiveness. And it's good news because if Jesus can forgive me, he can forgive you too. There's, a, there's like a, a defiant mirth that says, I know how you feel about me, but I also know how Jesus feels about me. And I'm not saying this because I think I'm anything special other than the fact that he thinks I'm special. Like I'm not better than you. In fact, I'm poor in spirit, right? That's where we start. I'm confessing that I'm not worth it. And yet he makes me feel worthy because that's how God feels about sinners. And so Jesus meets this woman in her suffering. He sets her free so that the things that she has done to herself no longer plague her. And then he includes her in his own family, in his own community, so that she, from a place of strength, now goes and has something to give to the city that has excluded her and ostracized her. Man, this is the power of the Holy Spirit when it comes into our lives. This is Jesus meeting us in our suffering to set us free and to make us strong so that we care more about what he thinks than about what anybody else thinks. But we do that in a way that doesn't cause us to like cast people off, but it causes us to want to embrace the folks that haven't wanted to embrace us. Because that's our story with Jesus. He embraced us and we didn't want to embrace him. This story, um, as we were, we were talking last night, Ben and I were talking about how all the events of the last, this last week ought to impact our day-to-day and our worship experience. Um, and then this morning we were talking, we've been thinking about it as, a, as the team gathered here um, and Adrian, uh, you are know, sound man, um, Adrian shared this video of me, um, or this, this video of a sheriff with me. It's on Instagram. Um, and this sheriff is standing in the midst of people that it sounds like they might be ready to riot. And what he says is so amazing. Um, he, and you should look this up, try to find it. If you look up Adrian Cantero on uh, Instagram, you can probably find it. It's in his feed. Um, but this sheriff, he's addressing this huge crowd. And, and this is what he says. He says, it's, it's, it's like he says, look, that guy, talking about the guy um, who killed George Floyd, he said, he doesn't represent our precinct. He doesn't represent our officers. He says, we are here to help you. He said, we want to be with you all, like for real. He said, I took my helmet off. I laid my baton down. It's over there. And he said, we're here to make sure that you have a voice. I want to make this a parade and not a protest. These cops, he said, these cops love you. He said, that cop over there, he's pointing to one of the other officers. He says, that cop hugs people. And he said, tell us what you need. And then the crowd started chanting, walk with us, walk with us. 
And he did. He did. He led the officers to walk with the protesters. And so this man, he turned a riot into a protest. turned violence into community. He crossed the line for people who felt ostracized, for people who felt like they were being radically mistreated and were angry. He laid down his protection, his helmet. He laid down his weapon and said, we're here for you. We want to give you a voice. Friends, this is what Jesus does for us. He laid down his protection. He laid down his weapon and offered his life for us so that we might be free, so that we would know that when we are suffering, even when the rest of the world is broken, and even if the rest of the world is mistreating us, he knows us, he loves us, and he is with us. So I want to invite you today to step toward Jesus. If you're a Christian, bring your emotions to him. Bring your feelings for him. Bring your confusion to him. He'll meet you in the midst of it. And if you're not a Christian, I got to tell you, the church, we've done this wrong in so many ways. We harp on people's sin and their brokenness, and sometimes in ways that really do make them feel guilty, make them feel awful, make them feel less than. And that's not Jesus' design, so I'm sorry when we do that. Jesus does bring up our sin, but he does it so that he can set us free. And that's what he wants to do for you today. And so if you will commit to following him, Jesus will set you free and you will be born in a way that you weren't before. You'll have life that comes into you that you never had before. It's the presence of God that will live in your heart and begin to change you from the inside out. And to do this, just say, it's simple. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I'm committing myself to you. Do that today. Let's pray. Jesus, stories like this, they show us how different you are from what many, many people think. Thank you for being someone who has to come and meet us in our suffering. Thank you for being someone who comes and You're honest with us about who we are and what we've done, but you want to set us free. Thank you for making us feel loved. I pray now for for our church family, for those who are on the outside of our church family and want to come in. Set us free, Lord. Set us free in the honesty of our confession as we agree with you about what we've done, grant us your forgiveness and your peace. And may all of us who experience your grace, may we all then turn and share the good news of your forgiveness with others. 
may we all listen and give a voice to people who are suffering and hurting and to help them feel loved and cared for. Teach us how to carry the pain of others the way Jesus did. We pray in his name. Amen.